have a start? We don't really need a start. Oh, you got to have a start. you got to have something. Okay. you got to have All something. Right. All right. Start again. All right. <laughs> All right. G'day, guys. You're listening to Buzzy Thoughts with Josh and Hunro. How are you doing, Hunro? I'm doing well, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, but yeah, let's just crack straight into it. Great. All right. Well, uh, do you want to share your main thought? Okay. Here's my main thought. Uh, Hunro. Your deep ponder. Hunro, do you, um, do you, I know you don't date because you're married. Yeah. But have you ever dated? Of course. One, one buzzy word that I hear in the dating circles when people talk about what they want out of a partner. The main one that I hear is they want good banter. Uh, Have you heard people say this? Yeah. I just want someone with good banter. Yeah. I hate that word, banter. Why? Because you know what banter is? Why? What? Banter is, it's like the idea of, you know, you're going back and forth, you know, maybe making some jokes, maybe ripping on each other, you know, having a bit of fun. Yeah. That's banter. Yeah. Yeah, I'd call that a conversation. Sure. And it's like, why do you need to call this, oh, we had good banter. It's a very, I don't know if it's like a pommy thing as well or a, but it's very big in Australia that you say, oh, my partner needs to have good banter. But the thing is, you you can't have a serious banter. Banter is just, you keep it fun and light. Of, yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, I don't know. It always has irked me. When you go, when someone says, oh, me and them just have great banter. Sure. To me, it's like. But you can have a fun conversation and a serious conversation, but you can't have a serious banter. Mm. Well, the reason why I bring up the word banter is because it comes up very often on something that I love, which is reality TV and dating shows. Right. Which is something, it's a guilty pleasure of mine that I really enjoy. Okay. And people, you know, people look at me as like kind of a classy kind of, you know, cultured guy. And they're, they're, they're surprised when I tell them that I love reality TV. I was surprised when you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> and um, I want to explain to you the four levels of appreciate or interaction with reality TV. Okay. And so when, when we talk about me watching reality TV, we're going to be talking about the, 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 big, the big one, which is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. In my mm. opinion, that's like the height of the show. I know that if you know, anyone else who's watching this who loves reality TV would say that like Geordie Shaw is like the best or Jersey Shaw. But, so old though. But yeah, for me, it's the Aussie Bachelor and Bachelorette. Okay. Um, and so there's four levels. The bottom level of interaction with... Oh, and by the way, as you go up, you're getting more, you know, you know that meme with the brain that's like exploding? Yeah. So this is the lowest dumb <laughs> person. Okay. All right. So the lowest one is legitimately just enjoying reality TV show. Like if you put it on and you're just watching it and you just enjoy it for no reason, like that's the lowest level. Right. It's, it's genuine entertainment. Genuine, you. I'm loving this just because it's on. Yeah. That don't be that person. Don't, okay. The second level is hating reality TV. So you're not even going to watch it because you go, that's trash. Yeah. And I would agree with you. Yeah. So if you're not going to watch it, that's better than watching it and liking it. I feel like that's almost where, yeah, I'm probably on level two. You're on level two. Okay. Then there's level three, which is what I used to be on, but I'm not on anymore, which is watching reality TV ironically. Mm. So we, you know, I, do we know what that is? Like when you watch something, you go, "It's so bad, it's good," right? Yeah. So that's yeah. what I used to be on. But now I'm on level four, which is like the biggest brain level. 
Wow. Which is appreciating reality TV show as a legitimate art form. And and you're just viewing it through that lens. Yeah. The whole time. I'm watching it from the point of view of, wow, someone has made this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just appreciating their artwork. Yeah. That's one way to look at it, eh? I don't know what I think about that. I <laughs> Because, because reality TV show, we all know it's fake. Yeah. But when you're watching it, there's these storylines that happen. And, yeah. But, you know, it's all fake anyway. So yeah. what these people have done is they've got these fairly, you know, um, controversial, they've got these raunchy, trashy people, and they put them in a situation where there's maybe some objective, like, find a partner. And then from that, they've created these storylines. So from all the things they say, they... they splice their words together and they create they create this story almost out of these random elements mm. and to me that's not too dissimilar to like an artist like just throwing paint at a canvas and calling it abstract art yeah are you, would you call it abstract art like what is reality tv in in painting form is it mm. figurative is it abstract is it you know, yeah, yeah. Is it like I wouldn't say it is if someone was to do a sculpture and it's yeah. exact. No, it's, it's not, not. But it's not random either. It's not like it's not like your total abstract art where it's like splash, splash, splash. There is a bit of a script. I would compare it, it to maybe predictable in a way. Yeah, I would compare it to like Andy Warhol. Oh, so okay. he's got these. You know, he paints with stencils. If you know Andy Warhol, he's uh, you know. The painting of the banana, or Marilyn Monroe, he paints that one. I'm sure. I don't know if, whether I'd be insulted by by <laughs> this comparison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think you'd like it because uh, Andy Warhol's art's all about consumerism and like, you know, we're all a slave to the consumer culture, mm. and reality TV is like this formula. So it's like these stencils that is running through the machine, and then the machine operator is taking the products and converting it into art. And when I just watch the drama unfold, I just can't believe just the the genius of the producers who have put this together to create like this trashy symphony of trashy <laughs> symphony. I love that <laughs> of like reality viewing. Yeah, that's that's buzzy. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening at home and you're like, going, bro, you're stupid. I you know I partly agree with you, but you're probably on level two. Yeah, you're lo- you're on level two. <laughs> If you get up to level three and then in a year of watching The Bachelor, all you got to do is watch The Bachelor, then watch The Bachelorette. It comes on straight after. And then Bachelor in Paradise. It's on about. It's just about to finish. Mm. And you'll be on my level at level four, appreciating reality TV as an art form. I don't think I could go through that. I love it for you. Thanks, man. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. But, you know, it's. I think it's one of those things where it's like um, – a new a new medium comes out and he's like, oh, this is trash, you yeah. know. Like, um, you might say the difference between your sort of emo music, and then when that emo music in the, you know, two thousands became then dubstep, yeah. everyone was like, I can't handle this. But it was like a legitimate, difficult to make music. Sure, just wasn't it for everyone. But are they are they difficult to make though? Isn't it just casting the right? type of people and then putting them in these uh, yeah what is actually involved in making a reality tv show it's the it's the it's the narrative so they're still telling a story but they have to use 
elements that really happened to make this fake story. Mm. And they compose it. They're not actually recording a story. It's they're not a telling docu- a story and yeah. they're using these. It's not a documentary. They're, no. they're like, they're orchestrating the story to happen. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to convince me that it's really happening. And for the most part, like I used to be convinced. I'd be like, oh, these people are terrible. But now I know it's all fake and I can appreciate it as like an actual story narrative. Is it similar to professional wrestling? Yes, which I also love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love professional wrestling. Sick. Okay. That's actually, you know what? That's, that's exactly, you, you know, you've, you've actually debunked my whole thing. The reason why I love reality TV show is actually because I also love professional wrestling. It stemmed from your love of, of Triple H. Or yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Triple H. He's the best. <laughs> uh, well. Let's move on. That kind of, that is sort of linked to what my deep ponder was for the week. So, my deep ponder was... Uh, watching any form of media is like watching someone else do life. Mm. So you're watching someone else do life. It's not actually doing life yourself. Um, you're experiencing a reality um, that isn't yours because your reality is basically you're just glued to the screen. Yes. Um, you're essentially trading your life for what is often uh, a relatively static substitute Mm. you're hearing it through a little iphone speaker and you know you're seeing it through a little five inch screen uh and often well for me if it's not good content i just leave feeling like i've made a bad trade Mm. like i've been mildly entertained but i won't ever get that time back yeah. Oh, I like how you said that. It's like you're spending your time on this product. And if it wasn't worth, it's like you haven't spent any money by watching it, but you've traded time and it wasn't worth it. It wasn't, it wasn't worth it. It was, I left feeling probably a little bit emptier than mm. what I did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because I've always seen entertainment as like, a viable alternative to do like you know it's like if you're bored do something that's entertaining so seek out entertainment like a book or a movie or a tv show to watch but you're making me think that these any anything that's entertaining is just a replacement or a substitute or even a simulation of something that you could actually do yeah but but, I mean, obviously, like, if you're watching someone on a jet ski or, or something and you don't have a jet ski... That's right. ...then you could probably go out and pick up your scooter and <laughs> go down the road. But Yeah. But, um, and this is just especially... This thought just came out of watching vlogs. Mm. Yeah, I just want to stress the point that it's especially true if you're just watching video logs of someone. You know, this is my life. This is where I go buy groceries or it's that to me and if it does bring you 
uh, genuine joy. Mm. Yeah, like all good. But um, but to to bring it back to like reality TV, even like for most reality shows, it's about dating. So you're watching this, and it's a simulation of dating. But if you wanted to, you could get out there and date and meet real people. But instead, you'll spend an hour a night watching a show about it. Yeah. I find and that it, interesting. And it would give you a sense? Would it give you a sense of dating? Yeah, like a simulation of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Or like, um, does. we talked about this last week, but like uh, friends, watching friends, that's a simulation of having friends. Like you're watching it and you feel like you're kind of there as a viewer watching the simulation unfold. Sport? Sport, yeah, it's a simulation of playing sport. When you get involved, you know. You're like jumping up and yeah, you're, you're, you're so invested. Yeah, you're like participating by viewing, but you're not there. Mm. But you could play. And it gets even weirder. Like even things that you go, like video games are a simulation of whatever that video game is, like a car game or a shooter game. If you really wanted to, you could join the army. But you'll play a simulation of the army. True. I think that Or even worse, you'll watch a YouTube gamer play the game. So you're watching a simulation of someone playing the video game, which is a simulation of whatever it is that you're and watching. That's, and that's getting so huge. People mm. people love it. They do love it. Twitch. Yeah. It's it's insane. But I mean, in saying that, I don't think I don't think it's all bad. The point that I will make though is if you leave watching a simulation and you and you leave feeling emptier you should probably find better content <laughs> yeah and it, you know like um as you said before if you love jet skis but you can't afford one or you don't live near water watching a jet ski simulation that sounds great because you know otherwise yeah, you, you can can't, imagine it you, you can't can. you can't experience it any other way mm. yeah. uh, another thing i because these um you know it's much cheaper as well because basically, like, our society, ooh, the word society, it's becoming that kind of podcast now, <laughs> um, has figured out ways to take real experiences and simulate them and then sell them back to you. So you'll pay now. So instead of having friends, you'll pay to watch friends on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Um, mm. And I was looking at one that is especially funny. So, like, kids' playgrounds are simulations of trees. The monkey bars, all these like, you know, the climbing thing. You can just climb a tree. But what they've made is like a metal and plastic simulation of trees. That is so true. And the kids love it. They go in there and it's shiny and it's like, you know, it's marketable. And now because of the playground, if you want to pay to go to a really good playground, you know, say, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but let's say like a, a rock climbing facility, which is a simulation of climbing rocks. You can pay now to go to the simulation, the simulated of what you can do in nature. You make a good point. Mm. Let's just plant a tree instead of a playground. Yeah. Well, you know how thrifty I am, Hunro. I will admit that more than once I've seen nice succulents on the nature strip in the middle of the road. I jumped out of my car and grabbed some. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and then planted them at home. So good. Why not, you know? Ah, yeah. Better that than spending 20 bucks at wherever. It was literally just soil and the sun. Yeah. No one's going to try to monetize the sun, but people probably already have. Right? Oh, they, yeah, they have. And you know what it's called? It's called vitamin D supplements. 
<laughs> so you get, you know, the narrative now is that, uh, you know, we we don't get enough vitamin D because we're inside all the time and not outside in the sun. So you need to take this supp- supplement. Just go outside. What do you mean? Go outside. It's free. All right. All right, moving on. Moving on. Um, is this a good time to hear from our sponsor? It's a great time. All right, play play the track, Hunro, in post. Pew, pew. <laughs> okay, so Mini Musings. I'm not 100% sold on that name, but let's just go with it. It's just small thoughts that we yeah. had throughout the week. Okay. Okay, so do you want to start? Yeah, all right. So these are Mini Musings. These are the small thoughts that we had through the week. So it was enough for me to stop and write it down, but not enough for me to really, really consider it as a, a game-changing idea. Sure. So here's my first one. Actually, this is my only one. So okay, it hasn't been a very actively thinking week for me. Well, I've got four. Oh, nice. All right, so I'll do mine quick then. So whenever I go to the toilet now, because of COVID-19, if I'm washing my hands at the same time as someone else, I have to make sure that they stop washing their hands before me to flex on them about how great I am at washing my hands. You know, they're washing their hands. They've been washing for 30 seconds. I'm not stopping until they're stopping. Um, <laughs> and we're both in this deadlock of this my hands are going to be real clean, you know. Mexican standoff. Yeah, it's like Who's two. Who's leaving? That's right. Exactly. It is a, it's the two dogs staring each other down, and but we're staring in the mirror at each other. And I'm, like, I'm not leaving. My hands are going to be squeaky clean. And is there shame involved if they turn around or you turn around? You're like, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. My, my hands are getting pruney. <laughs> Big time. If they leave before me, I'm leaving the bathroom, chest puffed out, you know, feeling great, going, I just won the hand cleaning contest. Before, look, I didn't really care about how well my hands were clean. I was a real, you know, rinse and shake three times kind of guy. Yeah. But now that there's this kind of like, who's doing the COVID-19 restrictions properly? I'm like, yeah, me, better than you. <laughs> right. I, I think you'd win. You reckon I'd me. win? A good... A good hand clean, though, is like almost like giving your, yourself a hand massage. Yeah. It's quite nice. On to mine. So, this is the question that I think we've all asked before, uh, is that do drinks actually taste different depending on what material you drink from? Mm. So, whether you drink from glass or a can or plastic. Yes. 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 What's your theory? It definitely does. Okay. If you've ever been camping and you've pulled out like the plastic cup to have a cup of tea or a coffee, it's just never the same. What's your theory though? I don't know. Because the liquid is the liquid is the same. Seemingly exactly the same. Could it be that potentially the the heat of the drink is making some kind of aroma where, you know, when the plastic heats up, you can smell and taste the plasticky taste because mm. it's now hot. Yeah, just a theory. I don't. I don't actually know, but I, porcelain is the nicest thing to drink out of, in my opinion. Okay, in it, is that for hot and cold drinks? No, just hot. Just hot. I'm not a. I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't drink a cold drink out of porcelain. <laughs> porcelain, it might be good. It might oh, be great. It's not. Have you ever done it? Maybe it's what uh, the only times I've ever done it is when you're in those situations where you're like, there's no glasses left that are clean, and you just realize how lazy you are to not even wash a glass to get a drink <laughs> of water you're going to use a porcelain mug instead <laughs> and you it tastes 
how you feel, which is just lazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, um, but yeah, no, the truth is that plastics and cans can change the chemical makeup. Oh, good. Uh, so they, as opposed to glass and porcelain, mm. they don't really have much chemical. I don't know what the scientific term is, but basically there is a part of plastic and aluminium that can leak into the drink. Yuck. Yeah. There you go. I was right. So it's not just in my head then. <laughs> it's not in your head. Hooray. But, but, oh. okay, here we go. I was reading someone else's theory on this. Mm. Okay, so apparently there's divots in your taste buds. Your taste buds have a certain shape. Yes. And that makes sense. the molecules that you're drinking mm. have a certain shape. Mm. And so based on what they come from, it changes the shape, right? Wow. And so, so, and it hits a different part of your taste bud. So, like, think of think of like circular uh, divots. Yes. And then, say you drink it from aluminium, and yes. it comes out as a triangle. Oh no! But then you drink it from glass, and it comes out as a square. Mm. The square has hit a different surface. Yeah. To the circle. So you're saying this so is just a theory. So when you it's just, but so you're you're saying that when you like, you're drinking like a, a cup of tea from a plastic cup, and you're going, oh, it's not not quite right. You you're going on a molecular. You're experiencing this on a molecular, like microscopic level, yeah. and noticing that it's just not quite right. If no. that's that's incredible, if that's true, <laughs> no, I'm not noticing <laughs> on that level. <laughs> but no, from a taste standpoint, it could actually taste different. So I'm not going to say. Hey, dude, this uh, this drink, it's the molecules are a little too triangle for me, and I'm more of a square molecule guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Uh, but yeah, um, okay. Next thought. That's so, good. we're speeding in space, oh, super fast. Uh, but yet we have this constant sense of safety. Yeah. Or not safety, but we just don't actually think about it at all. Mm, yes. How fast we're going. Yeah. So, I did some research. I did a lot of research this this week. Really. <laughs> so our Earth is rotating at thousand seven hundred kilometers an hour. Wow. So around the axis. So, in that way, we're going thousand seven hundred kilometers an hour. Mm. Around the sun, we're traveling thirty kilometers a second. Oh my goodness. You're right. I don't feel it though, at all. There's no, there's no g-force. No, there's no. that's just how f- physics works. And then, the sun is traveling. They reckon between two hundred and tw- uh, two hundred and twenty kilometers a second. The sun is moving too. The sun, yeah, around our galactic center. Wow. So the sun is orbiting our galaxy center. I didn't know this. Yeah. That's crazy. So, in so many ways, we're, I, I mean, it's it's kind of like... Like moving rotating. in all directions. Yeah. And I'm not sure how our orbit and the sun's orbit is situated, but at any time, we could be moving from 190 kilometers a second all the way up to 250 kilometers a second, just based on the direction. Wow. Uh, and that's insane. Because at the end of the sentence, 
when I finish it, a second later, we're going to be 200 kilometers from where we were that's, just then. That's insane. And I didn't feel anything. No. Does that mean that if if we really were motionless, because, you know, as humans, we're very used to it, if the motion stopped, could it, you know, would we really, really feel how, you know, maybe we're just used to it? Oh, yeah. If the motion stopped, we'd all go flying off the planet. Right, yeah. But imagine it came to a slow stop and we were, you know, we were okay. Uh, and we uh, really experienced what it's like to be still, you know. Maybe that's why we're always so busy, because we're all moving at 200,000 <laughs> kilometers a second. <laughs> 200,000 kilometers. No, it was. it's just a measly 200 kilometers a second. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, well, I should go easy on myself. I'm not going that fast. <laughs> you know, it's funny how you said that we feel so safe going that fast. It's kind of, it like, it reminds me of when you're like, you're in an Uber or a taxi and mm. they're just driving crazy and, you know, you're probably a bit inebriated in the back seat and they're, you know, they're going like 100 kilometres in a 50 zone and they're driving, they're doing illegal <laughs> U-turns and you just feel totally safe in the back seat. Yeah. You're like, well, they're Th- this they're, guy's got me. They're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> a professional driver. <laughs> you always feel safe. That's That must be how, where you get it from because the earth is moving yeah. so, so quickly. You're like... The Earth's got this. Earth's got it. It's all right. It's fine. I don't it's mind. It, but th- that sort of thinking. Oh, I I have a couple of t- uh, points here. You can get so. Uh, what's the word? Enveloped, in what you're doing. Right, you know, say say you've got a property and you're working your property. Oh no, I need a. I need to fix this deck. Yes. And that can be your focus. Yes. And you just really need to focus on fixing the deck. And I need to go to Bunnings and get some nails and get some wood. It's so insane that you're traveling 200 kilometers a second in space and you can just get so concentrated Mm. on doing this one task. And that is your world Mm. for the day is this thing can just be so big to you. Yes. But you're so tiny. Yeah. It's that interesting, the the thought of feeling safe in that scenario is crazy to me. Like the more I think about how we're moving so fast through space, the more I want to hide under a rock. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? But, the, but um, I thought about it though, because y- you know how the adverts mm. on TV say speed... Speed kills. Yes. It's not actually speed that kills. Right. Because we're all traveling at insane amounts. Yeah. It's actually just, it's things kill at speed. Ah. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's what I'll, next time I get pulled over, I'll be like, uh, actually, things at speed kill. <laughs> Is that still <laughs> me? Really. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, but imagine. Mm. If space was dense. If it was dense? Yeah. What does that mean? Like there was a lot of objects in the way. Right. If our galaxy was dense of rocks and stuff. Right, and we were hitting We would get absolutely plowed. Yeah. But I guess Earth wouldn't be here if if that was the case. Well, let me say something. So if you... So if we're... We're clearly in in a lot of danger here. Where we live is hurtling through space 
at 200 kilometers. Is that what you said? A second. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yet, I still feel safe enough to carry on with my normal life and not address that issue at all. No. And that actually reminds me of, um, you know, as humans, we need to feel safe to function. Mm. If you, if I can't legitimately say, you know, I can go out today and I won't die, I won't do anything. I won't go out. Humans need that to function. A mm. sense of safe, safety. And it reminds me of the world post 9-11. Yeah. So can we talk about 9-11 for a moment? Sure. So when um when 9-11 happened, obviously no one wanted to fly anymore because what if you know 9-11 happened again, you know, a plane crash. So what um so what the airports needed to do was to create this sense of safety to f- to get people flying again, which was the border security, which previously to that didn't exist. Mm. And so they that's why you have to go in, you gotta take your shoes off, you gotta take your belt off, go through the X-ray machine to get on the airplane. That makes me so angry. So that you feel safe. But the reality is that process hasn't ever intervened a single terrorism, um, you know, uh, it hasn't stopped any terrorism from actually happening. But as a flyer, it makes you feel safe because you think that this process... It's a sense of safety. It's, it's not actually safety. It's not safety, but it feels like safety. That's right. Yeah. Like when you go skydiving and you wear a helmet... Like, that helmet is wearing you. <laughs> like, what's yeah. the point? It makes you feel safe, even though it's not safe. Sure. And and you know what is also kind of like this? What? COVID-19 restrictions. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, um, I don't want to get all like, oh, COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. But social distancing and hand sanitizer being, just being available, I don't believe is making us any safer. I, yeah, it's hard to believe that. It is but these saving proce- lives. These processes, they're in place to make us feel safe so we can go out and, you know, re-enter society. Yeah. Well, in reality, the only thing that actually makes us safe is staying home. That's the only thing. But we couldn't do that because that would be really bad for Yeah, but I wonder, I wonder if the actual risk of COVID... I don't know. There's so many things that could actually affect you. The UV rays from the sun... Uh, there's plenty of things to die from. Mm. COVID is just one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, staying home. Staying home on any given day is going to be your best chance of survival. Yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm just thinking long-term game. You know, I want to win the survival game. <laughs> What's my strategy going to be? Just get stock up on those cans of baked beans. and Yep. You know, you know that I was like serious from about COVID from the get go. I was like, I was the one like emailing my boss saying, "Hey, do we need to have like some kind of policy in place?" Back in January, really? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I think it'd be fine." I'm like, "Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just being ridiculous." That's insane. Yeah. Were you uh, the same when SARS came along? No. Oh wait, which one's SARS? SARS. Oh, actually, that was I think 2003. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't super concerned. <laughs> You were what? I was more concerned about someone taking my Beyblade right. than SARS. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, next topic. Okay, so this is, this is just a thought, and you can not like it if you want, or you can like it. Am I allowed to like it? You're allowed to like it. Okay. Feeble strands of antelope hair 
scrape my back throat. Is this safari legal? <laughs> is this a poem? No, it's just, well, can't, yeah. What is, is this? A it's just a thought. A haiku, it's a thought. Say it for me again. Feeble strands of antelope hair scrape my back throat. Is this safari legal? Dude, you got to warn me when you're about to give me a poem. I don't know what to say. So you just you just had the analytical mind on. Okay, so I'm analyzing the poem, the text. No, no, no. no. I, I was saying you're in a state of oh, analyzing. Yes. And then, then I hit you with this just poem. Bam, okay. left wing. I got to I got to get more into the artistry side of my brain. No, but and and experience the the, the beauty of language. Give it to me again. Okay. Well, it actually was fickle strands, but then I looked up fickle and it, it didn't really make sense. Because fickle means like you can't make a decision, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And feeble strands of antelope here, it doesn't really... Fickle strands. Fickle sounds like prickle. Yeah. I, I like the sound of fickle strands better than feeble strands. All right. I'm in the mode to hear poetry. Give it to me again. Let's just say, okay, fickle strands of antelope here scrape my back throat. Is this safari legal? I've actually been on a safari, and I did see antelopes. They have, or did I say no? Maybe I saw buffaloes, and we didn't. We didn't get exposed to any animal fur to really? our to our oral region. <laughs> but I kind of imagine, you know, uh, in the Lion King, yeah, how Rafiki mm-hmm. blows the. I don't know. He makes a potion, and then he just blows it into the wind and then it kind of I imagine something like that just a little you know a little cluster of antelope hair mm. blowing by and then you taking a deep breath and then getting antelope hair in the back throat but then you actually appreciate where you are and the rawness of the <laughs> safari <laughs> okay I had a totally different story in my head I, I'm picturing you you're on safari, you know, you're just enjoying it. Maybe you're a little nervous. And then all of a sudden some hair blows into the wind into your throat. You're like, is this, is this, like hypochondriac, like, I got something in my throat. Is this even legal? Take me home. Um, initially, initially what it was for me was the guide got everyone to, to eat some antelope hair. <laughs> So, uh, but anyways, so that, that was just that, look, it just came to me. I was jumping to my car mm. at, at work and it's, it's funny how these thoughts just come to you, but yeah, but I can't, and, and, and normally it wouldn't be a thought that I would think to write down, No, but I thought I would share it. That was cool. Um, the last one that I have is, and this is not a poetry one. This is just a legit question. If street poles grew an inch every day, mm-hmm. how many days before you would notice? Street poles? Street poles, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, okay, so, all right, so we've got to answer how tall, how much taller does a street pole have to be before I notice? So, I reckon, I, if a street pole was a meter taller, I wouldn't notice. So, 10, how many days is that? Inch a day. 
inches, like two and a half centimeters. So four days would go past, I wouldn't notice. If it was two no, meters, two and a half centimeters. So wouldn't that be forty? Okay, forty days. So forty days would go past, I wouldn't notice. If it was two meters taller, I reckon I still wouldn't notice. Two meet like two meters, like as yeah. tall as you or I, taller. I don't think I'd notice. But yeah, if they're pretty tall as is. I reckon so it's all relative. And I, I don't notice many things going on in my environment anyway. No, but I, was <laughs> I reckon it would. I reckon it could take a whole year for me to notice. No, no. I reckon it, it, they would have to be like a hundred meters taller. No, you know when I would notice when they're so tall that the light emitting <laughs> is it? I'm like, oh, these street lights are dim. I look up, I'm like, oh, they're a hundred meters taller, and they're just lighting the power lines. Yeah. Well, these power lines look great at night. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. But I can't see my feet. <laughs> I can't see where I'm driving. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm in a river. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wouldn't that be funny though? Just seeing really tall streetlights. It would be funny. <laughs> it reminds me of like that kind of like, um, you know, macho Roman emperors. Like, we're going to have the biggest everything. Biggest buildings, biggest street lights. Everyone at night can't see. But like we've got the biggest street lights in the world. Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. seen how tall they are? Yeah. They're amazing. Still powered by the same twenty watt lamp, you know. Yeah. Is not yeah. But with like an extra a hundred million meters of copper wire <laughs> to run <laughs> them up to the top. Uh, that's funny. Cool. Well, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Anything else you want to say? Add to the people out there. Uh, I will say, um, if you've enjoyed Buzzy Thoughts today, uh, why don't you try sharing some of the conversations we've had with your friends? You know, not like a sim. You know, take this simulation that you've been listening to, which is a conversation between us, and uh, make it real. You know, have some Buzzy Thoughts with friends. Buzzy Thoughts. Let it be a s- the starting of a conversation. Yes. And if you have any of your own, feel free to comment below. Yep. Send them in via via email and uh, get on the Dollar Shave Club, of course. All right. We're out. Thank you. Peace. And then cue the uh, the intense trap music at the, at the end of the video. <laughs>